Coming up, I'm going to teach you how to decide if you should quit your job in eight minutes or less. And then community college is on the rise for Gen Z. We'll unpack why that is. You ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Helping you win in your professional life so your personal life is better. That looks like more money and more meaning. I am your coach. Ken is the name. Let's get to this. So, we're coming off of two years where we've seen record amounts of Americans quit their jobs. Four million people. They're still quitting. It's starting to slow down a little bit as the economic uncertainty keeps getting reported in the news. And so this is always going to be a relevant topic, whether or not you are in a uh, pre-recession or recessionary economy or not. Should I quit my job? This is a haunting question that everybody will confront at some point in their life. It's terrifying for so many because many times the very question conjures up all kinds of uncertainty, and we humans don't like uncertainty. The fear of the unknown, I believe, is the greatest fear that we humans face. So in less than eight minutes here, I'm going to give you a very simple four-point outline, four questions that if you ask and answer, and you actually answer with diligence, you dive in, you go get the truth, I can guarantee you that you will quit with confidence, you will Quit when you're supposed to quit. And let me give you this. I grew up with a dad who was uh, played college sports, and, and he coached me and everything, and I played sports all the time. And he used to say a phrase to me over and 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 over to the point where I just got tired of hearing it. And it meant well, but it's actually not true. The phrase is, winners never quit, quitters never win. That's not true. Winners quit the right things. They just do. They got a knack for figuring out when to move on. And so there is this cultural stigma with quitting that still is very much alive and well today. But if you're quitting the right way, no stigma, and I'll guarantee you it is key to your progress. Here we go. Four questions. First question is why to quit? If you are wrestling with the question, should I quit my job? The first thing you have to look at is why am I wanting to quit? What's going on here? Here are three situations to where I can absolutely validate your feeling is spot on, that you should, in fact, quit. Why would you quit? Why would a person quit? Number one, no purpose or meaning in the role. They just it, there, There's no connection to the role from a soul, spiritual level where you go, I care deeply about this job and the results, or... I care deeply about the mission of the organization. I'm absolutely connected to the organization. And can I just give you a get-out-of-jail, guilt-free card here? If you are working in an organization where it might be a nice place to work and nice people, but there's no real connection to the product or the service or the mission of the organization, can I just tell you it is only a matter of time before you will begin to fade away in your engagement just because it's not missional. You're just showing up, doing a J-O-B. That's not how we humans are wired. Second reason you should absolutely quit is a toxic culture. This is a horrible boss or horrible co-workers. And I got to tell you this, if you've got toxic co-workers and your boss is aware of it, even though they may be nice, they are a horrible boss. 
good leaders don't allow toxicity in the workplace. And I can tell you this, you can absolutely be doing a job you love. As I call it, the sweet spot, something you're good at, something you love, something that produces results that you care deeply about. But if you're doing it in an unhealthy, toxic environment, you will not want to go in. It's that simple. The third reason you should quit is limited growth. You've hit your lid or you're about to hit the lid. And you can see, I can only grow or go so high at this company. Let me tell you again, this is an automatic. I got to quit at some point because you will begin to resent the place. It will have a negative effect on you if you see a lid and you can't get through the lid. All right. That's why to quit, when to quit. Once we've determined, and I've given you three really clear reasons why it is an absolute, I need to quit. Now, when when do we quit? Well, first, um, we quit when we are in a, and this is a this is a, this is like what's the timing is what I'm addressing here. He gave you the why. I gave you the why first. Now, this is the when, the timing of it. The only time I recommend. An abrupt quit is when you are in a dangerous or harmful situation. Sexually, physically, uh, just a very, very dangerous situation or harmful to your mental health and now your health. We, You know what? We, we'll go figure something else out. We're out. Okay? The most often that we see the win come into play, and I get this call on the show. Ken, when should I quit? Very simple. When you have something else to go to. In other words, I want you quitting to something, not from something. I want you stepping into something. So let's go ahead and get another boat up to the dock and step out onto that. That's the, that's when we know it's time. We've got something waiting for us. And then the third situation, and this is the rarest, it's when I'm financially at a place I'm independent. I took a, a question at my breakthrough event in Atlanta uh, just two weeks ago. The guy stood up runs a small business. He started it and he's wrestling with Ken. It's just not doing what I want it to do. I've resurrected it once before uh, and I was excited about it this time. I'm in back in that phase and I don't think I've got the juice. And he was essentially asking me, can I shut my own business down? I said, well, what's your financial situation? He says, I don't ever have to work again. <laughs> I said, what? The whole crowd started laughing. I said, you're telling me you're you're independently wealthy. You don't ever have to work another day in your life. He goes, no, I said, quit tomorrow. Shut the business down tonight. I don't care. Shut it down. That's a very rare situation. So we covered why to quit, when to quit. Now let's talk about where to quit. What am I quitting to? First and foremost, the next rung on the ladder is where most of us are in the situation. In other words, I'm, I'm progressing in my career. And now I'm ready to step up to the next thing that gets me ultimately to where I want to go. So think of career professional development as a ladder. So one, we want to quit to the next rung on the ladder. I'm ready. I'm ready for the next challenge. I've earned the opportunity. It's before me. Boom, I'm going to step up. Second place that we're quitting to is a new ladder. You get a lot of these calls and coaching opportunities on the show. I'm, I'm quitting to another ladder. I was in accounting, but I want to go into technology as an example. Third, I'm quitting to the dream job. So this is defined by I'm spending the majority of my day using what I do best, my talent, to do work that I love, passion, to produce results that matter to me, mission. This is the dream job. It is not a fairy tale um, uh, fantasy. Most people equate the phrase dream job with 
this thing that could never happen. Well, to me, that's ridiculous. The dream job is there. I long for it. That's thus the word dream. Now, that's the win. When you have one of those three scenarios. Now, how? Interestingly enough, I get this question out of all of the calls and coaching opportunities in these areas of why to quit, when to quit, where to quit. Most people are asking how to quit. First, quit with no guilt. If you are quitting to a better opportunity, you are not doing anything unethically or illegally. Second, quit with class. What do I mean by that? With excellence. Finish well. Leave the job, the person coming behind you in a better place. Leave the way you would want to be left. If you do those four things, you're going to quit and quit well. the people, by the people, for the people. I'm a man of the people because I want you to know your uniqueness and turn it into money and meaning. I'm Ken. Welcome. Hey, the show's growing and I'm grateful to you for that. And uh, I need your help. If you would love to help us grow because you enjoy the show, please like, comment, and subscribe if you're on YouTube. If you're listening on podcasts, give us a five-star review and then would you share it? Do you know a family member or friend who's just struggling? They feel stuck. Some of them are ready to quit or they recently quit and they don't have anything to quit to. Some have been fired or laid off and they're really down. This show is a great tool and resource for those people. Share, 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 because I want to help as many people as possible. All right. Uh, In the news here, uh, in my hand, an article from Business Insider, headline Community College Becoming popular for Gen Zers hoping to avoid debt. This is a great headline. This gives me hope that people are beginning to wake up to the stench that they've become used to. And now it's starting to smell. It's like they got used to how foul smelling it is. And and, and now they're waking up going, wait a second. This stinks like you know what? This is awful. What's the stench? Debt, lack of opportunity, frustration, all coming from this cultural lie that a college diploma is the only way to success or the best way to success. It's not true. It's just simply not true. Let's look at the data. I love this Gen Z. Now, I'm parenting three Gen Zers, so I'm partial But this group's got an entrepreneurial spirit to them, and they're really questioning societal norms, and I like it. Major companies are partnering with community colleges to provide students additional opportunity. Now, this is where business always solves problems better than government. You hand a problem to any level of government, local, state, Federal. You know what government does with problems? They develop a commission, come up with a tax, and some legislation to try to get around. You know what business does? Business just goes, what's the solution? You know what businesses are figuring out? That four-year colleges aren't preparing kids to actually step into the workforce. It's not my opinion, folks. Just go check me. Check me on all this stuff, by the way. 
because I have an opinion, but I have an informed opinion. This is a rare thing in today's world where people just go online and say whatever they want to say based on how they feel. I don't really give a crap about how you feel. I really don't. I care if you know how to think, because if you know how to think, then your feelings will take care of themselves. Well, Gen Z is questioning the norms because they're seeing their older brothers and sisters. They're seeing their parents talk about student loan debt. They're looking at the realities of what tuition costs, and mom and dad are having real conversation with them because the student loan crisis is is skyrocketed. And so these kids are starting to figure it out. Do I want to be saddled with $100,000 plus of debt? And they're looking at kids that are making $100,000 on YouTube, for crying out loud. Well, you take that plus companies going, if I partner with my local community college and we start funneling kids in and training them on some basic skills and I can hire them, take them to the next level, and all of a sudden, boom, we're ready to go. Companies are figuring it out. Companies are going to train their own talent, whether they do it directly or indirectly with community colleges. I've told you this is going to happen. I've been saying this for three or four years, and it's happening. And colleges are going to wake up one day and they're going to have a lot smaller range of clients and customers because everybody woke up and went, why would I go here for four years and spend this kind of money when I can get in from nine months to two years and make money this fast? And oh, by the way, not be in debt. Enrollment in bachelor's degree programs were down 1.4% this spring. I say bravo. That makes some of you very nervous. But folks, just as I've said, that when consumers start saving money and spending less, companies go, uh-oh, and they reduce prices. The same is true for college. If we stop sending kids on the assembly line to a degree they cannot afford or not use, watch college adapt. They'll have to. They'll just have to. Across the U.S. for the 2022-2023 school year, the average cost of a four-year in-state tuition at a public university was $10,950. Four-year out-of-state tuition at a public university was $28,240. And four-year tuition at a private university was $39,400, according to a college, excuse me, the College Board, a nonprofit college admission support company. Okay, so again, these kids can do math, and they're looking at it. Now, some kids can't do math. I was talking to a parent last night in my home, and we were asking about their daughter who is going to college. Now, ready for this, Alex? She has a 4.1 GPA. Fantastic. Because she is a Tennessee resident through all of the scholarships available to her, plus she can go to the University of Tennessee for free. But she doesn't want to go to University of Tennessee. Do you know why? I asked. Her mom said, well, they're divorced. She says her dad's a big Alabama fan, went to Alabama. And so there's this luster. She's got some friends that want to go to Alabama. And so she wants to go to Alabama, and she cannot afford it. They cannot help her pay for it. She's going to go into student loans. I wish I could sit with her and go, I don't care if you like Alabama or not. You, If you want to go to college, you get to go free at the University of Tennessee. I don't give a crap about their football programs. The piece of paper is what we're talking about. 
Nothing against Alabama, Joe, but I wouldn't pay a nickel to Alabama for a degree when I could go for free to Tennessee. But this is the reality. And this is what culture's done. And, and, and the parents in my situation, I, 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 I don't think it's a big drawn-out fight, but I would fight. I would fight. I wouldn't let her do it. Or try not to. But I digress. The annual tuition of a two-year in-district college is thirty-eight sixty, as opposed to twenty-eight thousand for out-of-state tuition, or four-year tuition at a private university, thirty-nine thousand. Multiverse is a future of work tech startup based in London. They surveyed parents in the U.S. who have children ages twelve to nineteen. Now this is great news. Listen to this, parents. There's strength in numbers. Some of you are going to feel. Uncomfortable, but maybe safe to finally change your mind. Listen to this. 69% of parents said they would support their children skipping college altogether and entering the workforce right after high school. What? This is great news. I don't believe, in fact, I know this data did not exist two years ago. 69% of parents would be okay with it. This is huge to changing the culture because these kids could go to trade schools. These kids could go to Bethel Tech. I endorse Bethel Tech. BethelTech.net. Call them today and talk to them about the shorter program they've got for high school students. It's less than the $3,000 that you'll pay for a community college. Less by a nice margin. Basic computer and technology skills where kids can get right into the workforce. I don't know why you wouldn't consider it. Tech is everywhere. It's the new trade. Today's strong job market is encouraging more students to start their own company or go work right out of high school. According to the NSC, two-year majors in computer and information sciences and support services saw a 9.7% increase in enrollment this spring. Mechanic and repair technology rose 8.2%. Personal and culinary service, 9.7%. Transportation materials moved up 11.8%. What does all this mean? The trades aren't so dirty anymore. They're not so shameful. And that's how it ought to be. These people go on to start in the trades and many times start businesses in the trades that employ people. And oh, by the way, they become millionaires. Wake up, parents! Helping you get unstuck so you can become unstoppable. Hey, if you feel stuck right now, can I just drop a thought on you really quick? I want you to just soak on this. And then back to the coaching calls we go. You are not stuck. To the person who feels unbelievable, you're like, Ken, uh, I beg to differ. I'm really stuck. You're not. Let me tell you something. You're not stuck. You've chosen to stay where you are because of fear, doubt, and pride. You're afraid something bad's going to happen if you move. You don't believe something good's going to happen if you move. Or you're more concerned about what other people say about your move than what you believe about your move. Let me just tell you something. You are not stuck. You have chosen to stay put. Olivia's up next in Las Vegas, Nevada. Olivia, you're on the Ken Coleman Show. 
Hi, Ken. Thank you so much for taking my call. I'm really excited to talk to you and for all your good advice. Well, I'm excited to talk to you. Thank you for calling. What's up? <laughs> cool. Okay. So, um, starting off, I have recently been let off from my job. It's been a long-term job, but I, I'm kind of feeling okay about that because I was a little bit burnt out with it anyway. Mm-hmm. So, in the meantime, I had been doing four side hustles for years and years. Um, so, my four side hustles were I paint murals, I paint storefront windows, I paint pet portraits and I teach painting parties. Wow. Um, yeah, a lot of, lot of things on the side, um, which that kind of fills my cup more anyway. So I'm really excited. I guess I feel like this is a new opportunity and I want to go that direction and just do all that stuff. And I like the variety too of that each thing has a different um, aspect to it that I really enjoy. I guess my question is how do I go about building up this career where I offer all these services? I'm worried about it seemed really confusing to um, like uh, clients or like they won't understand that, oh, she can do this, but she can also do this and that and this and that. Yeah. Well, I don't think that the confusing of the client is your biggest challenge. Okay. Because all those different clients, unless they're going to one website, if you're sending everybody to one website and it's got all those different things, I could see that, but that's probably mm-hmm. not how this is happening. My guess is these side hustles are, side hustles are very much word of mouth. Is that true? Yeah, as of now, yeah. Yeah, so is the how many times is a person who wants a pet portrait also finding out about your ability to paint storefront windows? You see what I'm saying? Well, I mean, when I post, if I do a lot of stuff on social media, then they see I do it through that. Yeah, but, but again, they're not confused. They're just looking at what is ultimately a menu. Oh, yeah, okay. So right. so my point is this. it's not so. I'm not worried about confusing clients because there's one clear commonality in all those things and it's the word mm-hmm. paint <laughs> right <laughs> yes so i don't think anybody's confused looking at your social media they're going olivia can paint <laughs> the question true. is okay. is there anything that i want painted that olivia can paint i don't think there's any confusion i think the bigger question and the question you should be asking is how do i know which one of these lanes to really focus on okay yeah Right? Like, because for instance, I can do all of them pretty well. True? Yes. You can do all of them pretty well. Yes. But I think it comes down to which do you do best and which do you enjoy most? That's what I want to know. What's the answer? Uh, I really like the painting parties and especially teaching kids. Great. Yeah. <laughs> now, does that pay better or worse than the other options? Um, if I get more people, if I get more butts and seats, it pays more. Okay. Well, I think the fact that, that you chose that as your first option, that it's something you enjoy, you're really good at it. I think teaching paint, uh, to kids and making it really creative to where it's an easy, you know, kind of turnkey solution for birthday parties, right? Mm-hmm. For graduation yeah. parties. I'm going to tell you what I know about American parents. They'll celebrate freaking anything. <laughs> we got, true. I mean, isn't it true? We'll celebrate yeah. graduating the fourth grade. Why? Why are we grad? Like, I, I don't know when middle school graduation became a thing. I don't know when preschool graduation became a thing. This is back when my, kid, my kids are all teenagers. I had a bad attitude. Stacy had to set me up free. She had to set me free. <laughs> she went, you need to have a good attitude about this. 
We went okay. to an actual ceremony to watch my four-year-old walk across the stage to graduate from eating goldfish and doing finger painting. And we're all <laughs> clapping. Yay! I, yeah. So I guess I love hyping them up like that. Yeah. No, but I think hey, that's you great. You painted that great. So I, my point is, is that there's an instruction piece to this, mm-hmm. which you love instructing young people. You also yeah. love paint and painting and creativity. Mm-hmm. So at some point, you're going to need to start to put more time and effort into the thing you love most to see if can it be a full-time gig. Okay. So I I think it's looking at, okay, I can use the other things to support me. Um, but this is the thing that I ultimately really want to do. Because if I told you that you could make the kind of money you were making in your full-time job doing this instructing of kids and these little parties and these fun things where kids get a chance to be creative, would you do it? Absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I got one little idea for you. I don't know if it's a good idea. But I think beyond the party atmosphere and a turnkey solution for parents, one of the things that I think would be great is if you had in some way some combination of an online and in-person studio locally where these kids' art was featured. Uh, because I oh. remember, oh, she likes it. Okay, good. <laughs> I do because here's yeah. why. I'll tell you where the idea came from. I was thinking back while I was coaching you, I was thinking back to going into my kids' elementary school for parent-teacher nights. And okay. inevitably, that first one of the year, you go in and they highlight your kids' artwork on the wall. And it's like a mad dash for the parents. We're all like jockeying, you know, standing on our tiptoes, <laughs> trying to wait our turn to see and find our kids' artwork. I mean, every parent loves seeing their little ones' drawings or paintings or writings. And I think there's an element there to where you take the the turnkey and the party solution, a little fun thing for the kids, but also bring in the memory piece so they okay. can they take something with them. And they go, this is something that you can put in your kid's treasure box. And so when they're a high school senior, you pull it out and you show them their artwork. I think playing okay. off the, hey, parents, get your kids off the screens and get them on the canvas. Okay. I, I just, I like you turning this thing into Olivia and her business there in the Las Vegas area is, this is an absolute phenomenon. And I, I would just, I would really start to think through, how could I make my painting parties really, really different and really, okay. really sticky? No pun intended. Cool. <laughs> I like that though. Okay. Yeah, yeah that sounds great. I, I love the idea so I'm going to... Like go and think about that and Good. figure out how to do it. And yeah. by the way, one little last little piece of advice. Take this initial idea that I've given you and sit down with some parents and say, I've got an idea about expanding the business to do this. as a test it by talking to them. Okay. And, and see how they light up. If they light up plus you light up, now we got ourselves a good idea. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I think that's awesome. Excellent. Olivia, you're great. Thank you so much for listening to the show and for calling in, you know, folks, I, I'm reminded after this coaching call, what, what's something that the rest of you, you've been listening to this or, or watching me coach Olivia, what's something that you can take away from this? And I think there's two things. Number one, are you asking the right question? This is why having a coach is so important in your life. She's asking the question of, will my clients be confused because I offer lots of different things that I can paint? 
versus what's the thing that you love to paint the most that has the greatest joy for you and upside in the business? That's the question. And that's how you take talent plus passion plus mission. Talent, what you do best. Passion, what you love to do. Mission, results that matter to you. And that's how we figure out how to turn it into the best business idea. And now things are clicking. And the uniqueness of you leads to the uniqueness of your idea and business solution. That's the power of that exercise, of that conversation we walk through. You notice that at the end, I was ideating for her after we walked through the first and foremost conversation, which is what's the right question? What's the thing that I'm the best at and the thing that I enjoy doing most? Bing, there's the uniqueness. And in our uniqueness lies the opportunity for greatness. Thanks for listening and watching. This is The Ken Coleman Show. Press on. Thanks for listening to The Ken Coleman Show. For more, you can find the show on demand wherever you listen to podcasts and watch the show on YouTube. You can also find Ken across all social media by following at Ken Coleman.